the City Rev Life podcast. My name is Roby, and we have a special guest here with us. This is Pastor Chris Basilici, who is the uh, campus pastor at Calvary Plantation, and I just found out has injured small children on mission trips <laughs> that was on soccer games. That, that was, was that private? Yes, that my, was. That wasn't meant for public consumption. My but, bad. Mm-hmm. My bad. It was just a story of of playing soccer in Peru on a mission trip and. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, he injured a child. Yes, I'll, we'll just we'll just yeah, leave, we'll it leave it at that. that. We'll leave it at that. But mm-hmm. um, God still worked in that in that context. Yes. Anyway, the purpose of this series is to bring pastors on and expose their dark secrets that they <laughs> share with me. No, the purpose of this series we are talking about how the Holy Spirit is moving in a in powerful ways here in South Florida, and so. As we're talking about this as pastors among friends, I mean, Chris is a brother of mine, a good friend of mine. We're talking about these things that we're seeing. Hey, this is what's happening at City Rev. This is what's happening at Calvary Plantation and Calvary Fort Lauderdale and some of these other churches around. We were thinking to ourselves, hey, we should capture these stories. We should Mm. share these stories so we can celebrate them. We can continue just to uh, be praying for these kinds of things. And so, Chris, let me just turn it over to you. Tell us what's been going on at Calvary Plantation. What are you seeing? Um, I think, you know, for me, it started in December. I went away for a little bit up to North Carolina to visit my folks. And, you know, Christians have like this thing that we always uh, get, which is our word for the year. And uh, yeah, yeah, so I'm praying, Lord, what's the word for the year? And there was one day specifically where in my time in the word and the time in this book that I was reading, the word awaken kept coming. So I'm like, Mm. okay, well, maybe this is it. So I'm carrying that and praying and obviously there's always this heart in in pastors i think in christians for revival we want to see god move and so we're always praying for that but i just felt like the lord was showing me that um and i think we know this that before there can be like this revival in the community there has to be an awakening in the church through that process um in mark 8 there is this uh, kind of strange miracle that jesus does uh, with a guy who's blind and he's walking by this guy's blind and he spits in his eyes, spits in his eyes, which is not the norm. Like of all the miracles, like if you're that guy, you got the spit in the eye yeah. miracle. Yeah. And I'm a germaphobe. I'd be like, I don't know. <laughs> is there another right. way you can do this? Jesus, can't you just speak? Right. Um, but he does this and it's almost like a partial healing. And so he says, can you see? He's like, well, I kind of see, I see, I see men walking around like trees. And then he touches him and it's a second touch that brings uh, complete healing in sight. And as I considered that and I thought about this word awakening, I thought, Lord, is that is that what you want to do in the church? Is there this sense of uh, we've been given this initial miracle where our eyes have been opened to see Jesus, but maybe we've, we've fallen asleep. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe our vision's gotten a little fuzzy. Maybe we've gotten a little distracted and we need a second touch. All of that leading up, praying, um, praying to that end for our campus. And I would say it's about six weeks ago um, we start to see more people coming and obviously it's never about numbers, but we don't do uh, a lot of altar calls. If you know what an altar call is, and, you know, in our context at Calvary, at Fort Lauderdale has always been known for these huge altar calls. Come forward, give your life to the Lord. That's like at the, at the end of the service, end of the service. Yeah. You want to give your life to the Lord. You want to return in our context. It's not necessarily like that. We have, um, I think we've just got more of a family context of people who know the Lord. So our altar calls are few and far between, mm-hmm. but I, I feel the Lord saying, do one. This is when you're preaching. Yeah, this is at the end of the service, and I'm like, I just feel like there's people here, and it was it was kind of like, hey, um, this is of course if you don't know him, but if you do and you know you're not where you should be, or maybe you've grown cold, and the response was insane, like like something we hadn't seen in years, and so obviously we're we're in awe of that, we're amazed, um, we leave just kind of just 
thanking God. Wait, 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 wait. Can't skip over yeah. that. Yeah. So you're on stage, you're yeah. preaching, yeah. you're sensing from this nudge from the Lord. And this is happening while you're preaching. You're feeling that you're getting to the end. You're feeling the nudge yeah. then. Yeah. So kind of a, a spontaneous nudge Absolutely. from the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Hey, do an altar call today. Yes. So you call people forward and you say the response is insane. Yeah. Like, tell me, what, what does that mean? I mean, so I think at, at one point there maybe there was like, I don't know, 10 people had initially come forward. And I, I don't ever like to like drag it out because I feel like manipulation can set in in yeah. people's hearts. And But I was like, man, I just, I feel like there's someone here with shame. And I kind of just said that and suddenly all these people started coming forward. Wow. And I'm talking like, like just again, like 2030, it was this, this wave of people again, that we don't normally see. Sure. And it was amazing. And so we're just in awe of what the spirit is doing. You know, we go home and we were like, okay, that was just kind of like, you know, something that I don't know that ever going to happen again, but that was really cool. Praise God for that. As we've continued on in the weeks after, um, Again, the number of people coming back to church. We know what COVID did. Uh, you know how many sure. people still haven't come back, or or how many people have kind of gone to different churches. And so, our numbers were not what they were. But now suddenly, we're seeing people come to church. Our attendance is looking like what it would look like on Easter on some of our services. And we're just right. like, where are these people coming from? I, I don't even know who these people are. Yeah. Um. And so the Lord is drawing people back to Himself. Uh, we, which is a marker. And I think that's because I know you and I know yeah. kind of how your brain works. It's not about like, hey, we hit a number, yeah. but but you're discerning the Holy Spirit is moving and drawing people yes. uniquely, not at a normal time he would, not right. in a normal way, but yeah. just the, it's evidence of the Holy Spirit drawing people back to yes. church and to himself. Yes. And the depth, I think, of what he's doing, like we did one, we had an altar call a couple of weeks ago. I just felt again, the Lord do it. And when you're up there on the platform and you see people come forward, there's a mix of emotions. People are going through different things. The level, again, it was another, it was 29 people came forward and just everyone was broken and tears pouring. And and mm. I think there was just a sense of godly sorrow being poured out by the Holy Spirit, which I believe is the beginning sure. of true revival and awakening. I think that there has to be that sense of man i so need forgiveness and jesus is the one who gives it um and so it just it has continued this weekend middle of worship bobby our worship leader cuts off the music and suddenly you just hear just voices and the way that the voices were filling i mean there's things that are happening that you can't necessarily describe but in the moment you're like this is the lord and he's here and his presence is just being made manifest um and we don't want to miss it you know, I, I think my concern is I don't want to be so pro- programmed and so technical as to miss what he's doing. Like you see what's happening, the revival in these different colleges and things right sure. now. Um, I think that the spirit's on the move and, and it's starting to happen here in South Florida. So it's really exciting. Yeah. Well, and so uh, just in general, what are some of the themes that you think? I mean, those are exciting. And yeah. it, it's those are evidence, people coming back to church. Mm-hmm people coming forward in response. There's a, a, a godly sorrow. When you yeah. say people broken, that's like in a good way. Yeah. Like there's yes. things that, you know, there's this receptivity to God. There's this soft, you know, t- you know. sometimes I think of it like a tilling of the soil, like yeah. hard soil. Now seeds are coming in. Yeah. Um, wh- what is it, like what are some of the themes that you think God is, this, the Holy Spirit's working either in just Calvary Plantation yeah. or South Florida broader, or just what are some of yeah. the themes you're, you're, you're thinking? Yeah, it's, it's been a, you know, the other day I, w- I stepped back for a second, thought about the last two years and how crazy it's been since COVID. Um, 
Psalm 46 really was very impactful for me over these years. And towards the end of Psalm 46, we all know, be still. Mm. But part of Psalm 46 says, you know, come and behold the works of the Lord who's made desolations in the earth. And it's like, wow. look at look at all this stuff that God did that was really hard, but there was a purpose in all of it. And I looked back over the past two years and some of the things the Lord was teaching me. And I think when I think about an awakening, and, I, and specifically in our context, at least at our campus, um, I feel like right now that it's going to be centered around two things. I think it's going to come around confession and communion. Um, mm. and, and I don't think that, you know, I, I was raised Catholic. And so there's like this religious aspect of those things that kind of like scare me a little bit. But over COVID, the Lord showed me just this beautiful power of confession. Um, I was raised Catholic. So for me as a kid, uh, every month I was brought into the church and I was forced to go into this box. And on the other side of the box was a priest. And I had to sit there and rattle off my sins in a list. And it was terrifying and it was shameful. Um, and that was my perception of confession. So as I become a Christian, and we all know First John 1, 9, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive. Uh, and I started thinking, I'm like, why do you, why do you want us to come to you every single time we sin? Like Jesus paid it all. Mm. Like, couldn't that just be a once and for all? Why do you want us to keep coming back to you? And, and there was a part of me that's like, man, I, I feel like that can just make us feel shameful. So I'm wrestling with that. And then the Lord brings me, um, to that story when Jesus goes into Simon's house and, and there's a woman who comes in and she's broken at the feet of Jesus and she's weeping and washing his hair. And, and Simon's looking on and he washing says, his feet with wash, I'm hair. sorry, washing his feet. Yes. <laughs> Cause washing, I was like, I don't remember yeah, it, was like a, it was like a salon. It <laughs> was a salon. Right. It was a different, it was in the message translation. Okay. Simon's house, woman's c confessing or saying, or she's broken. Yes. Washing, washing his, his feet, feet with, with her, her hair. It. And Simon's looking on being like, if this guy was really a prophet, he would not let this woman touch him because yeah. he would know who she is yeah. and what she's done. And Jesus tells this story, but in the end, the, the heart of the story was that he who is forgiven much loves much. Mm. And it's like the Lord connected this in my mind that the reason he wants us to keep coming back to him with our sins is that so we realize how much we've been forgiven because we forget. And the more that we receive forgiveness, the more we'll fall in love with Jesus because we'll realize what he's done to pay for it. And I think a loveless church is a church that hasn't really felt the weight of their sin. Wow. So when we talk about this brokenness because that kind of brokenness is beautiful because when someone feels the weight of their sin it's like they finally see how much they need jesus and what he's done to pay for their sin and so it's a beautiful cycle of confession that we sin we bring it to jesus we confess we receive forgiveness the more we're forgiven mm -hmm. the more we'll love and the more we love him the less we'll sin mm -hmm. The enemy wants to keep us in shame with our sin, doesn't want us to bring it to the Lord in that way. And so I, I feel like revival and awakening, you want to talk about a theme, I think it's confession. Okay. Um, because I think that's going to deepen our love for Jesus. And I think there's nothing like communion to do that, to remind us, um, because we, we forget. And that's why he said, do this in remembrance of me. Sure. Like I'm on a journey right now with confession and communion, just trying to figure out what does that look like for us as a church, uh, not to be very religious with it, but I think that's what God wants to use to spur a deeper love for Christ. Yeah, I, man, I, that really connects. I love the idea of, you know, as a Christian, what do you do with your sin? Mm -hmm. And what's the, if I'm already forgiven, yeah. and if that's a finished work yeah. by Christ, then what is the role of confessing my sins? Not only before the Lord, but in some cases to a brother, yep. you know, or as ladies to a sister, yeah. getting it out into the light. Yeah. And the idea is, 
it rehearses the gospel. Yes. We go back over the gospel. We remember gra- that we're under grace. We're and and if we're if we're confessing a sin to a brother or a, or for ladies to a sister, mm-hmm. then that is an opportunity for to wash each other with the gospel. Yeah. And then that reminds me of the how much he loves me, how much sacrifice for me reminds me of all those things. Yeah. I, I love that that yeah. passage you're talking about. Um, that whoever's been forgiven much loves much. Yeah. And if you think about, you know, an, another way of thinking about this is South Florida is not known to be a warm, loving place. Right. There are enough Christians where that culture could change. Oh, absolutely. There's enough Christians in South Florida, in Dayton, Broward County, that could just those Christians, if they were activated, if we were yeah. activated, yeah to show love that we could, it's enough of us to change mm-hmm. that culture in South Florida where there would be a warmth yeah. in South Florida. Yeah. And I love that you're pointing us back to the path to get there according to the gospel is to reflect on how much we're loved, which is chiefly shown or, or proven to us by how much we've been forgiven. Right. And so confession has a great place for that, a great um, significant role with that. And also to your point, Chris, I think it, that is almost always a central piece of revival and yeah. awakening. Yeah, is that we're repenting and confessing sins yeah. and bringing that before the Lord. Yeah, and I think you know sometimes in our context that can be a shameful thing. And so even this past weekend we did a call to repentance, uh, and people were standing, and and again there's tears, but they become tears of joy when you yeah. you know when you celebrate what Jesus did for you, you know, and for me. Even as I, I came into knowing Jesus from my, my Catholic context, I, I would sit with him at the end of the night and I would go over my list of sins for the day in a very transactional way. But that's changed for me as I've kind of come to him and been like, Lord, today I did this or thought this um, and it was a sin against you and I'm sorry. And I remember what it cost you mm. and I received like it is a very relational thing. I think that's something we need to like grab onto, that it's not just this, here, here's my list of sins, forgive me and go. Mm-hmm. Um, because then I think we miss the power of confession. There's a power in confession to deepen our love for Jesus. Uh, and, and again, we love him because he loved us first. Mm-hmm. And so I think anything we can do to remind us of his love through confession and communion will actually deepen our love for Jesus. Mm-hmm. And so again, I, I just see that there's kind of this coldness in people's hearts and i think that sometimes not all the times it can be tracked back to this lack of conviction over sin right and confessing it in the right way and and because of that we miss out on this passion for jesus because revival you know there's another school recently that was experiencing this over spring break and they said we are not pursuing revival we are pursuing jesus yeah and that to me is the essence of it jesus great i love that yeah yeah so walk us through then communion. Take some time and tell us about communion. Why that the act of coming together, um, sometimes called the Lord's Supper, yeah. the Eucharist in some traditions. What what is on your heart regarding communion? Um, so coming from again, go back to my Catholic roots. Uh, for for me, when I was young, I was an altar boy, and we did you know communion every single service. We don't do that at Calvary, and you know. Catholics believe that it actually becomes the blood and the flesh of Jesus. And, and, you know, it's a very special moment. It's very sacred, although it becomes religious and routine, but they see it as, man, this is actually the flesh and blood of Jesus. I come to know Jesus myself personally. I start going to Calvary. We don't do communion every week. We do it once a month and it, it becomes more symbolic. Mm -hmm. I'm at a place right now where I, I, 
I don't think it actually becomes the flesh and the blood, but I do think that there is something very special about the moment mm -hmm. when you celebrate communion. You know, in Corinthians, Paul's like, hey, this is serious, guys. Like some of you are dying and getting sick and, yeah. you know, like, and I, and, and I don't, and I don't know if that's um, physical. I'm sure in a sense it is, but I think there's a sickness in the church right now because we're not, mm. we're not circling around communion and, and honoring it the right way and remembering Jesus. So I think there's a spiritual sickness there. So I'm just trying to get to the place where we're truly the, the bread in the cup. Like I'm, you know, I, I feel like the Lord has called me personally uh, to take communion every day right now. And so it's part of my daily uh, spiritual disciplines and routine and, and just remembering him and sitting there and allowing the spirit to almost bring me, bring me to the night with the disciples and, and bring me back to the cross just so that I can see love displayed. Like mm -hmm. I love that our God didn't just tell us he loved us, he showed us. Uh, and sometimes, I mean, it's crazy that Jesus had to tell us do this in remembrance of me to think that we could forget the most important and vital thing in our faith, uh, the cross, his sacrifice and his love. So I'm just on that journey and I just know that I walk away from that time personally refreshed. And I think he's calling us back to that as a body because mm -hmm. it's the thing that when we confess and we receive forgiveness, this is the thing that made it possible. Mm -hmm. So I, I believe those two things are connected. Um, and I think that, that that's what he's gonna use to just awaken us afresh to Jesus. I think that's powerful. What Just hearing you say that, Chris, what inspires me is I'm sensing a lot in a lot of my conversations from pastors that yeah. one of the things that COVID did was we all kind of taking a step back and reanalyzing the modern church context and all the things that we think we need. Yeah. And um, COVID kind of broke us of that. Mm -hmm. um, not that those things are necessarily bad, right. but they're not the point. And <laughs> there are some things that we do need, like when Jesus said, hey, do this meal. You need to do this. Yeah. And so let's not forget yeah. the critical basics that, yeah. that, that the Lord told us to do. Yeah, absolutely. It can become religious. It can become an afterthought. It can become just part of the service. Uh, and so I'm just, again, I, I'm on a journey and I want the spirit to show me and lead yeah. me. Like, what, what do you want from us right now when it comes to communion? Mm -hmm. um, because it just feels like that that is a vital part uh, for us falling in love with Jesus again, seeing him more clearly uh, around the communion table. I love that. I love hearing how you, a lot of this is coming out of your own personal pursuit yeah. of the Lord. Mm -hmm. And as he's awakening you, yeah. you're seeing him awaken the people under your, your care as yeah. a shepherd. Yeah. And, um, and, and I just love hearing a, another story, another context mm -hmm. um, uh, in South Florida where that revival's taking place. Because I know your heart, same with mine yeah. and many of ours, is we want to see God do a work in our yeah. city. Yeah. And we know that if he does, I mean, it's incredible what, what, what could be that, yeah. we, that we pass down to another generation. Yeah, so. It's exciting time. It's exciting time to be in Florida right now. Like I just... Yeah. It's things that we've read about in books, I feel like. And now we're starting to see the sparks. Yeah. You know, it's really exciting. I love that. Well, I think if you're listening, one way we would challenge you is to push into that that confession and mm -hmm. repentance before the Lord yeah. and let that remind you of the gospel, how much he loves you, how much he's forgiven you. And let's all pursue an awakening in our own hearts so that we can see awakenings in our churches mm -hmm. and throughout South Florida. Yeah. Well, hey, thanks so much for joining us on the City Rev Life podcast, and we'll see you next episode. Thanks, Thank you so much for listening to the City Rev Life podcast. Feel free to subscribe and leave a rate and review. And we love it when you share it with your friends on social media. So don't forget to tag us at cityrev.church. If you're interested in more resources, download our City Rev Church app and follow us on social media. 
Thank you so much and have a great day.